Welcome to another episode of Red Pilled Mail. I am your host, Rich, and I hope you gentlemen are doing fantastic today. So I got an article here for y'all, and uh, it's a little lengthy. I may have to break it up into two sections, um, but uh, it's titled, My Wife Cheated on Me and Calls It a Minor Mistake. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing about mistakes, okay? And what a real definition of a mistake is. A mistake is an unattended, is an unintentional consequence uh, that somebody by uh, created by somebody's actions. Okay, an unintentional consequence created by a person's actions. I meant to t- go right instead of left. Now I, it's going to put me behind, or I have to double back. I got a wrong answer on a test. Now I'm going to pay for that by having points deducted. Uh, I accidentally stepped on someone's foot in a crowded, you know, area. Uh, you know, that can cause foot pain for that pro- that person, you know, and inconvenient them. Okay. So cheating, though, is not a mistake. Okay. It's not like, oh, you know, I stepped on your foot. I'm sorry. <laughs> It, cheating is intentional, it's deliberate, and it's con- it's a conscientious decision that people make. So there is no mistake. It it is it is enacted intentionally. Okay. So the fact that she's calling it a minor mistake, <laughs> trying to downplay it to make herself sound. Seem not as bad of a person. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Okay, so let me go through this. Like I said, it's a kind of longer article. Uh, it's on Reddit. So uh, I'm going to kind of get through this and uh, kind of take it paragraph by paragraph, more or less, and comment here and there. And uh, so let's go ahead and uh, dissect this uh, article here. All right, it starts off. We have been married for eight years together for 10 plus. We have an eight-year-old and five-year-old son. My wife also has three children from a previous marriage. There's a red flag right there. (laughs) When we first moved in together in 2013, she quit her job and was able to get an admin job at the company I was working for. During that time, her her and this guy I knew from the that company hit it off and he would carpool with her to the house and vice versa. Yeah, I'm sure they hit it off. All right. He was hitting something for sure. (laughs) Sometimes he would get off and just hang out at my house with me. And I really didn't uh, make much of it. I thought that was a healthy coworker relationship. You thought wrong. I knew the guy before I met my wife. The guy was married. We had hung out together, him and his, and his wife and me and my wife, which was his girlfriend at the time. Uh, they hung out at uh, Christmas parties and get-togethers, etc. cetera. Uh, and it seemed like a really healthy relationship. My wife would talk to me about 
what he would tell her and how his wife was pregnant and so on and so forth. And I made, and I didn't make anything out of it. My wife only lasted at that job about a year. Uh, we never heard, we never heard from uh, this guy again, other than through social media. Okay. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and break this first paragraph down. Now, I'm not against uh, couples being friends with each other, you know, and a lot of times the, the guys become friends and the girls become friends. And if they hang out with each other, that's fine. If the two husbands hang out with each other, the two uh, wives hang out with each other, that's fine by themselves separately. But when you have one husband from one relationship and the wife from another constantly together with each other, constantly uh, long drives, probably talking to each other, getting to know each other. That's a recipe for disaster. It'd be different if that guy's wife was in the car too, carpooling with them, or the husband was in the you know car. Uh, that that would be a little different. Other than that, I I don't I'm not against having another couple as as a friend, uh, as friends, you know, but allowing one husband from one relation, one wife from the other, uh, to spend a lot of quality time together. That's a good, that's a no go. Okay. So this guy was, although he thought there was nothing going on, obviously there is. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and, uh, get on with the rest of this. Uh, fast forward a few years. I quit my job in late 2017 to start my own real estate practice Ever since I switched jobs, things have been uh, have gone downhill from there, mainly because the first year I used all our savings to keep afloat, didn't make enough money to replace my old income, and uh, our lifestyle took a hit. I had to take odd jobs and side jobs that wouldn't, wouldn't conflict with the start of my new real estate career to keep it up with uh, to keep up with bills and home expenses until my business could take off. Okay, so the guy starts a new business uh, in a new field, and it's not really working out probably what to what he expected. Look, the real estate game is, is a grind. It's hard. Uh, anything in sales is hard, especially for uh, something that's going to take quite a long time to see the profits return. Um, as far as, you know, real estate goes, I mean, you're look, you're looking at 30 to 45 days just to close on one house before you even going to see a profit. Uh, so it's the long game and, and you have to be patient. You have to weigh it out, but that's hard when you don't have enough capital built up to, uh, keep you afloat. So this guy went through their life savings, obviously, or their savings and, you know, for what? So he's, he's probably under a lot of stress. Okay. After our second child in 2015, her oldest moved out in 2018 to go to college and me starting, uh, and me starting my real estate business. It was a whirlwind of change that, uh, took a hit in our relationship. 
We no longer seek the same things. We, uh, she would complain about my disconnect uh, from her and how I never was mentally there in the house, uh, which I admit the first year in real estate made me go into a deep depression and I was in a really dark place. Okay. So the guy's depressed. He's, his business is failing. Uh, he's not seen the, uh, his business isn't living up to maybe the expectations he thought it was. He's not seen the profits he wants. He's really stressed out because he just went through their, their savings and they're not making any money from this venture. So he's thinking his business is going to fail, um, which it could. A lot of businesses fail. Uh, I can't remember the percentage of new businesses, but they're, they're way less businesses that are successful that actually make it, you know, uh, than businesses that don't make it, Okay. So, and most businesses won't see a profit for at least the first few years. <clears throat> you know, depending on the, uh, the overhead you have and any loans you took, you took out to start your business and stuff like that. So, uh, some, some businesses, some businesses will not see a profit for the first, you know, few years. And uh, so you have to be prepared for that. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Fast forward to 2020, we had an argument where she mentioned to me that she was craving attention. Mm. Another red flag. Because I wasn't giving it to her. We had, uh, see, we had stopped having sex for like months at a time. Another red flag. Uh, my wife spends all day watching Netflix, and uh, when I'm at home, another red flag. Never cares to put the kids to bed, never cares to do anything else once she's done with work. And it, and I was uh, mostly scrolling through my phone, so he's disconnected, she's disconnected. I, des I, I decided to take a trip to see my mom. I told her to come. Uh, with me and she said uh, she couldn't uh, due to uh, quarantine uh, at, due to quarantine before she can get back to work and that I should go with the boys. I So I go to see my mom with my boys uh, and while away I had this weird vibe from her. She was treating me as if we were friends on the phone and through uh, instant messaging. Very weird and inexplicable. Long story short, guy, this is already a long story. I don't know why you're saying long story short. Uh, <laughs> I get back from the trip and the conversation she has with me is, I think you and I are in the process of breaking up. We haven't had sex. You don't seem happy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I told her I was indeed in a dark place and not feeling emotionally well, mainly because my relationship with her and how things were not uh, going according to my expectations at work. 
but that I wanted to pull through. And I even said, then I believe we still have a 50, 50 chance to salvage our marriage. If that's how you feel. Okay. So the red flags of craving attention, um, you know, not having sex with your partner and then the coup de gras where she finished it off, finished her relationship off essentially is that I think you and I are in the process of breaking up. Okay. So this woman obviously has been, is she's done with this marriage, right? She's done with, with the, uh, with this guy because he's depressed because his business isn't, uh, isn't working. His business is failing. So, so she's, she sees this guy as weak and unsuccessful, right? She's, she doesn't really see him as a good suitor anymore, uh, because he can't make money because he's depressed. And this, look, here's the thing that people need to understand about human nature and mixing it in with marriage and that. Okay. Human nature is something that is somewhat instinctual to humans to do. Like it's wired in our programming. So for men, our nature is to spread our seed far and wide. For women, it's to pick the best guy to commit to, to be suited to, to be mated with. So it's called hypergamy. I've spoke about this before. The difference, though, is in marriage, we have to counteract those human natures. So because we have intellect, because we have a conscience, because we're not just primitive animals, we've risen above that. Uh, we can control our actions. We can decide whether to stay stay truthful to someone or to cheat. She decided she was going to cheat. These, like, the vows that people take, and I get the whole, that's why you shouldn't get married. That's why, you know, this is, marriage is a mistake. Look, I understand that, okay, guys? I, I get that. But here's the thing what I think, happens a lot of times in relationships and in the marriage is that people do not take those vows seriously. When, when they say I take you for richer or poorer in sickness and in health, like it's not just through the good times, it's through the bad times that you have to uh, be, be with this person. You're making a commitment, a promise to each other. And if let's just say you're a Christian or you get married in a religious institution, you're making a promise to God as well. So for me, I take my marriage vows extremely serious because I'm a Christian. Most people nowadays, I don't think take these things seriously. And look, yes, are there going to be trying times? Yes. Are there going to be times where money is scarce or finances aren't what you want them to be? Yes. That those are natural things that happen in life to individuals and married couples. Okay. So part of this is, is I think a lot of times is that people just, they, they 
don't fully understand these vows, they don't fully take their relationship seriously. You know, they don't put as much effort into their relationship as they do other things in their life. And I think that's why a lot of marriages fail. <clears throat> I think a lot of people give in to their primal desires, whereas I'm a preponderant of mastering your desires, mastering self-control, and not letting your desires be your master. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that because that if you do that, that al allows you to chase success chase personal happiness as a man and and as women as well you can you can uh allow yourself to be a more traditional woman if you uh, chase the right things and not chase the things that men chase <coughs> excuse me uh my throat gets a little dry when i talk so i have to uh drink some water and stuff like that or clear my throat. I do apologize about that. But anyways, getting back to this here, uh, this marriage probably isn't salvageable um, because of the infidelity. Okay. Uh, now that is one thing I will say on the woman's end, her, her commitment to her man or to her husband is her fidelity. Okay. It's not so much the other way around because men and women cheat for different reasons. Men, uh, a man who is in a certain tier, certain type of uh, status has options to, you know, have other women, have other, uh, have other not relationships with them, just uh, more or less just encounters, sexual encounters with other women. Um, I'm not saying that that's right. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I, if I was a, if I had a certain status and I had options, I can decide whether to act on those or not act on those. But because of my but because of who I am and my experiences in life and my religious upbringing, I choose not to act on those. I choose to walk away from sin instead of giving into it or walk away from my natural primitive desires to spread my seed with other women other than my wife. I choose to not do that. Okay. Now women, on the other hand, it's more emotional based for them. And when they cheat, that is because they are not emotionally attached to their husband or their boyfriend or to their mate. They're looking for the next best option. Now that's their human nature. It's called a programming. It's how they survive. You know, if, if this guy can't do it, if this guy is not the best option then they start looking for their natural instinct is to look for someone else. But if you're in a marriage or if you're in a committed relationship, that's not always the best course of action because, un, you know, because this guy is going through something, he's depressed. Okay. That's not his fault. You know, uh, it's a mental condition. It's a mental illness that he's suffering from. And believe me, I'm sure he would, like to snap out of it if he could, but that's just not how it works. So 
what's happening is, is she's giving in to her desire to try and find someone else because she's not getting the validation attention she wants because she feels that this guy's emotionally disconnected and he is, but not because he wants to be, but because he can't help it. Okay. There's a difference. If a guy doesn't want to be with a female and she decides to, you know, monkey branch to another dude, that's his fault for not putting that time in, for not giving her the attention. Okay. But if the guy is suffering from a diagnosis, then that's not his fault if he's emotionally detached. Okay. And people need to differentiate you know, you know, what's a medical condition and what is just some guy who doesn't really want to put a lot of effort into his relationship. <clears throat> okay. So let's go ahead and move on. Cause I ranted long enough about it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, here we are. We start the process of figuring out what we are going to do. Uh, for our marriage and for our kids. And I start going to counseling for my depression. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. Long story short, again, this is a very long story. Uh, long story short, again, I pull myself out, focus, focusing on work, exercise, and eating, and eating healthy. Okay, good, great. He's back on track. He's getting his mindset back in the right place. Uh, he says here is bit my business takes off in ways I couldn't even imagine. And while all this is happening, we are still sleeping together and still married, trying to figure it out. I get a text from the other guy's wife and with all the screenshots of my wife and him talking, meeting up for lunches, calling each other, babe, <laughs> <laughs> sending each other videos and pictures her saying how she loves his voice and how he wants to see her all all this crap happening while i was gone before we had the conversation of i think we are in the process of breaking up it gets even worse there there is a text from 2013 the day that i proposed to her telling him how I just proposed to her and how she had a wet dream about him. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> okay, so right off the bat, this woman was cheating on him from the very beginning. Okay, as soon as she met this guy, she, was, she started cheating on him. Okay, again. What, what happened? She was in close proximity with this guy for probably a couple, two to three hours a day in commute. And they had long conversations in that car ride, right? Intimate conversations. And it may have started out innocently as friends. And then all of a sudden, feelings start developing. Okay, so... She was dead. Like I said, did I not call it? She was already checked out when she made that statement. You know, we're in the process of breaking up. She was checked out. She, she, and she was already broken up with her husband. That's essentially what happened. 
Okay, let's continue. I called her, uh, see, I called her up, told her we needed to talk about this guy and asked her if she met up with him. She says yes, and there was some serious making out. <laughs> this is this is her trying to downplay it, okay? Serious making out? Yeah, there was some serious making out with y'all's genitals. Oh, <laughs> right? the, years this has probably been going on, okay? <clears throat> Years she's been doing this. Years she's been uh, uh, probably seeing this guy off and on, and uh, she's trying to say that it's uh, it was just some serious making out. Yeah, I doubt that. I confront her with the pictures of her and him in what appears to be a house, and she couldn't and she uh, couldn't tell me where it was because it would sound worse than what it is. I took a day to soak it all in, and the next day I told her that we are just raising kids. I don't want to be with you, and as soon as we figure out uh, how we are going to do with the kids, um, or what we're going to do with the kids, I'm, I'm out. She literally tells me that this, this was my easy out what the hell I did. <laughs> I didn't go out and meet with, uh, uh, with an idiot that can't even count to a hundred and is a garbage father to his kids and wife, uh, has been in jail and is in, and is, uh, is on probation at the moment. Okay. All right. So he confronts her. He says, I'm done with you. You're, you're, you know, you cheated on me and I'm done with it. And as soon as we figure out how we're going to tell the kids or what's going to happen with the kids, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of this situation and he should. And then she has the, the balls on her, man. Like she has a set of her own. Uh, she tells him that, the, that it's his easy. Oh, this is your easy way out. This is your e easy, easy, ex you know, and then he goes into, excuse me, I'm not the one who spread my legs for some douchebag who, uh, you know, is terrible to his own kids and terrible to his wife and has been convicted of a crime. So, okay. So he goes on here. Uh, God was good enough to allow me to see this guy the next day. Oh, hell. I encountered him at an office and kicked his ass. He ran. <laughs> All right. Okay. Part of me thinks that this is, this is just a lie. Uh, he's just writing it to sound like I'm tough and I got him back. Like he didn't screw me over. I kicked his ass. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, part of me, like maybe it happened, but uh, part of me, uh, thinks that it's it's a lie. He just wrote it to sound tough and to sound like he's saving face. All right. Uh, I told my wife they uh, they both thought there wouldn't be consequences to their actions. My wife and I had a talk after I calmed down, and to her, it was a minor mistake. See, here she goes. She's saying 
I just made a mistake. It was a little mistake. We just made out heavily. We we had uh, some serious makeout sessions with our genitals. <laughs> Uh, so she's, she's trying to downplay it. She's trying to downplay it. Okay. And I get, I kind of have a feeling why. Okay. Here, here we go. Let's go ahead and continue. Uh, did I mention she ended her previous marriage with an infidelity on her end as well? Okay. Once a cheater, always a cheater. The, dude, this is his fault. Okay. This is his fault. He knew the kind of woman that she was. And I'm wondering, he doesn't say who she who she cheated with. I'm wondering if it was him that she cheated with <clears throat> on her former husband. So it, it probably was. But she cheated on in her last marriage, which caused it to end. And now she cheated in this marriage, which caused it to end. So it goes to show you once a cheater, always a cheater. This girl, this woman probably uh, probably can't really bond with any of her mates. You know, she's always looking for the next best option for her. And the thing is, though, is that those options are going to start drying up. Like I said, she's a single mother who has three kids. All right. And he married her. He wifed her like an idiot. Okay, guys, let me go ahead and uh, continue this in the next segment. I'm going to wrap it up here when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the uh, second segment uh, where I left off was that he just got done talking about uh, her being uh, a cheating wife in her last relationship, her last marriage. So she had some infidelity issues in her last marriage. And I wonder if she labeled them as a minor mistake as well. Um, now, part of me thinks that it was either he she this guy is the one she cheated with or <clears throat> he uh she may have gave him some sob story of why she cheated and, and to validate it or what there is no validation for cheating guys okay just so you know uh for a woman there's no validation for it um she cheated uh, whether it was for for with him or it was some sob story she gave him to validate why she did it, and he was like, okay, you know, part of this, this is his fault. He got with this girl. He, you know, he knew she cheated in the past. He knew that she had three kids from this previous marriage, and then he had two more. I mean, they've had five kids technically. Um, so this, uh, let's go ahead and continue here. Uh, he goes on to saying, um, uh, in my mind, she gave up on me, uh, before she even told me in my mind, uh, her actions spoke louder than words. And now I'm making, uh, I'm making solid money, have a three plus year 
saw a real estate practice, have lost 20 pounds, am eating healthier, reading, et cetera. And now she sees that I pulled myself out of depression, out of the depression, and I'm going and I'm doing great. And now she's thinking she should keep me around. <laughs> but to me, I don't see how uh, we get past that and how we uh, get back to loving each other when the ultimate disrespect has been committed. In my mind, this thing is over and I don't see it uh, in any other way. <clears throat> okay. Let's just go ahead and round this out. Um, he's right. Uh, the ultimate disrespect has been committed on her part and uh, he'd be a fool to get back with this girl. He was a fool to marry her to begin with. And uh, she was an ungrateful, selfish person to entertain another man's uh, affections. So part of this, uh, part of this for me um here reading this, uh, he makes a few good valid points about, um, you know, it, it being the ultimate disrespect towards him, uh, because women show their commitment through fidelity. And the other part is, is that actions speak louder than words. And this is true. And I will always tell you guys, uh, you know, watch what people do and not so much what they say because they can say all the good things they want you to hear, but what are they actually doing? What are their true actions uh, when they're faced with a situation or when they're in a, uh, you know, when you're in a relationship with them, how do they act? Because that's who they really are, you know, and they can say all the niceties about, you know, why they cheated and how they were valid in doing it in their last relationship. And if you're a simp and you say, okay, I, that sounds like that's an acceptable reason. And it's not okay. It never is. It's not an acceptable reason to cheat. Okay. If you're going to cheer, you want to cheat, then get out of the relationship you're in. Do not cheat on somebody if you don't care for them anymore. That's that's the plain truth of it, okay? So for this guy who is not totally blameless, obviously, because he, he got involved with this woman who was a single mom, cheated on her last husband, and now she's cheated on him. And now that he's doing good, his business is doing better. He's doing better. He's in a better mindset. Uh, you know, he's in a better place mentally. Now she wants to cheat on him or now she wants him back. Okay. Because now she sees him as, you know, the, the best option now, because this other guy is married, right? He's married. Uh, he's with his wife or maybe they're going to get divorced, but you know, her husband is now the husband that she remembers or that, that she wanted him to be. That's her best option now. So now she's trying to monkey branch back <laughs> to her other husband. But if this guy's smart, he would, uh, he definitely would uh, kick her to the curb. Uh, there's, 
there's no excuse for it. And, um, you know, I know I mentioned being a Christian and that, and that you should forgive. Uh, yes. As a Christian, you are told to try and forgive, but that doesn't mean that you have to allow this person into your life or into a intimate relationship in your life. There are lots of people that I had to forgive as a Christian that have done me wrong in my life, but that doesn't mean that I associate with these people. Okay. That doesn't mean that, you know, I am going to invite them over to my house to have a beer or something. Okay. And I get, look, I get it that a lot of Christian marriages are fixed upon the idea that you shouldn't get divorced. You can't get divorced or you shouldn't get divorced because what God joins, no man should break apart. But what happens when it's someone in the relationship that breaks it apart? Which is, that's usually the way it is. Somebody who's selfish or greedy or feels that they have a better option takes it upon themselves to intentionally destroy their marriage. I think that if a man can't forgive that, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think I could forgive it. I don't think I would want to be with a person who violated my trust, who essentially told me that I'm not good enough for them. I don't think that a man who invests his resources, his emotions, his time into a woman, and then for her to turn around and say, I found a better option and I really don't, I really don't care for you anymore. Um, although, yeah, it's part of their human nature to do so. They can control it. They can control those desires, those urges to try and monkey branch to a bare option. But we as men, if you're in a long-term relationship, you're in a, uh, a marriage, you have to put in the time too. Okay. Now, if you're, if you're going through something, depression or some type of mental illness or something like that, uh, definitely go get counseling. And if you're a man, go see a, a male counselor, not a female counselor. Okay. Make all attempts to try and see a male counselor, uh, due to the fact that he's going to understand where you're coming from more than a female is. Okay. Because a female, I've, I've said before, we don't handle stress the same. We don't process emotions the same. He may have a, he may, he has a better insight to where you're coming from as another man than what a female is because she's not a man. She's, she doesn't know what, uh, how men deal with certain, how men deal with certain things. She can't relate to it. You know, she can talk about it. She can, she can use her, her degree and use her knowledge to try and help someone. And I'm not saying she couldn't help the guy, but I think that if you are going to go to counseling, you are going to try and uh, get, get yourself mentally uh, better off that 
go to a man, go to a male counselor. Uh, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not trying to give you any type of uh, mental health advice. Uh, that's my opinion uh, that I feel that a man should go see a man to talk about his problems. Um, I've always said this. I think that's why having male friends is a good, uh, a good to have that camaraderie and that brotherhood of, uh, of uh, being able to go and talk about certain things that you can't really talk all that much to your, your spouse about. Um, because just because they don't, they, they wouldn't be able to fully understand where you're coming from. They wouldn't be able to fully get the whole aspect, just as if there's a, a issue they're dealing with. Now I'm not saying don't talk to your spouse. Okay. I'm not saying don't, uh, don't, uh, include her in certain conversations that are going to affect the relationship, you know, but don't always run to her first either. Okay. Uh, maybe you need a, another perspective on, on what's going on that can, maybe they've been through it. Maybe they can relate to you better being a man than your wife is. Now I'm not saying that you can't go your wife for these things, but you're going to get a female perspective of what, what they think. And although that can be fine sometimes, um, if it's something personal and you're going through, uh, you're not going to fully under, you're not going to get a full understanding of how to deal with that. You will from a, a female perspective, but not from another male perspective. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying don't shut out your wife and always go to your friends for everything, but you know, there are things that you maybe want to, to uh, talk to them about. And if you feel you need to talk to your wife about it, then you get another perspective as well. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's going to do it for me. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care.